tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries, and your number one source for after-show entertainment. AfterBuzz TV, the destination for TV superfans. Producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows. Interviewing celebrities and showrunners. And bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another Falling Skies After Show here on After Buzz TV. We're getting real close. We're one episode away, but we've got this episode to talk about before we get to the finale. Of course, it's called Reunion. I think, uh, I think, uh, for the reason that we got Lexi back and we got Pope back. So, you know, aptly titled, uh, with Reunion. So a lot to, a lot to discuss. Um, but let's, let's open things up with young Ben. Ben's really kind of taking the risk and that's where we really start to open it up um we kind of see this inception like bathtub uh, with ben inside and as he as he comes and he becomes conscious again and he's writing things down you know she is here assembly has begun and we learn that it's the queen and so you know they they made mention of it right off right off the top you know uh, maybe they're luring us that into a checkmate and very much so you know when you kind of have these various things right uh, in chess the queen is a very powerful figure and she can do a lot but you know you don't want to lose her necessarily but of course you're willing to give up the queen in order to save the king and win uh win the ultimate chess match so we'll, we'll see kind of you know that's kind of a slight prediction but i think ultimately the queen is the the primary objective i don't think we have time to to really switch things up too much um overall you know i i kind of liked ben's storyline in this one where he's just so determined uh each of them each of the masons has kind of gone rogue in their own way with perhaps the exception of hal to degree and but they they want to win this war and they're willing to do whatever sacrifices that need to be done in order to achieve that and ben is certainly showing that in this episode i i really love the conversation with him and maggie where they talked about uh, you know when you gave up your spikes that was a choice and you would have done anything to remove them well this is something that i'm willing to do anything to get information on so we we get a lot of various information. Obviously, it, it kind of uh, merges in with the storyline of Lexi and all that. But all in all, <laughs> I, I like how um, I like how no one really knows that Ben is actually doing this, even though Anne tells him specifically not to. And granted, they've all got various things going on. But you would think that perhaps they would lock the lock the um, Shveni communication satellite, whatever we're gonna call it. Yeah, and that way Ben couldn't have access to it, but he did, and he was able to continue on with the experiments. And so, you know, not that it needs full repeating, but, uh, you know, the message of tonight, she is here, assembly has begun. Then, let's see, uh, the shadow plane and dad, and, and the, uh, at the foot of the giant, at the foot of the giant, right? So, um, 
you know, the foot of the giant, obviously, eventually, as we find out, referring to um, the Lincoln Memorial. So that's that's where we're headed kind of next episode, or at least we were, before the full events of this episode prevent us or at least hinder us from going there. But let's take a quick step back. Um, as, you know, Ben Ben's overall storyline, while, while very good... You know, not not fully too much to discuss there, except with with the exception of um, I also did forget that he had that conversation with Lexi. Um, you know, which which overall, what's nice to see about that, and I will get into Lexi a little bit more. But each of the Masons has their moment with Lexi, or at least how they deal with it. Even though Hal, you know, didn't specifically talk to Lexi directly, he had his own his own feelings about the matter and how he was going to deal with it. And, you know, Ben was kind of somewhere in the middle between Hal and and, and um, Ben. And, or I'm sorry, uh, Hal and Matt, Hal and Matt. And so when Ben kind of is there with Lexi and he's kind of talking with her, you know, overall, overall he makes his decision and all that. But, but I like, uh, you know, the whole speech about forgiveness and everything like that that he had. So before I continue, I do want to say, uh, obviously, Lauren... LaGrasso is not here today. She is in Michigan out on uh, doing what, what she does, uh, which is music, which is uh, a lot of different things. And so feel free to support her. You guys should know her Twitter by now. It's at Grow, three lows and grow. So be sure to follow her there. And, uh, you know, she will return for the finale, I am a little bit sad, unfortunately, that she could not be here for today's episode because obviously there's so much to discuss. There's so much speculation going into the finale, but that's where you at home certainly pick up the pieces. You, you know, you, you tweeted us, you write in the comments section. There's a lot to discuss, and even though I personally am not always great at responding to those comments, I do read them. I try to read as many of them as I can. And you guys have a lot of great opinions, and so that's how we'll treat this overall episode. I'm going to give you my interpretation of it, and you guys continue that conversation, and, and we'll carry it until the, the season finale, and then after the season finale, we'll have a lot to discuss there. Um, okay, so speaking of uh, kind of minor storylines, we'll see where this fully goes and develops, but it was nice to see... In, in terms of Matt, his storyline with Evelyn, I didn't think that we'd get her back, although very brief. She's uh, she's out on patrol. She's doing her thing. And they have that nice moment between her and and Matt of kind of, you know, obviously they're, they're both very, very young. But to spark an interest, you know, kind of develop what could eventually down the line be a serious relationship. And again, they're still way too young and there's still a lot going on, but and that's why I like the way that they played it, you know, unlike let's say a Hal and, and Maggie storyline, this didn't need that much exp- exploration. It was just enough to kind of say, you know what? Matt's got his own thing and he, and you know, he's slowly becoming becoming a I becoming a great responsible human being. You know, despite his age, he's he's certainly brought a lot to the table. And, you know, that conversation that he has with Maggie about, you know, in the New World Order, is there room for amnesty? I thought I thought that was a great little conversation to be had by Maggie with 
with Matt in particular because we've never seen it, how that really affected Matt. And to a degree, we still don't know because he, he was kind of overall quiet. But I, I, I felt at the very least they came, came up to the same page. And, um, you know, I, th- I think ultimately he forgave her in those moments. Um, there's no reason to certainly hold a grudge. And that's never been Matt's M.O., definitely. So I thought I thought that was a great little moment. Um, the one thing that uh, I in particular uh, am uh, most uncertain about is this whole Peru thing. It just – I know there's a lot of significance there. I know oh, that's where the aliens quote-unquote landed years ago, so on and so forth. I don't know the history of that in terms of the, the symbolism, in terms of uh, the religious beliefs there, uh, but – you know that's where I'm hoping you guys can kind of fill the void there and and really help it out uh, because I am curious. You know, obviously there's a lot of significance there, and I don't know if we'll have time to fully explore that. I mean, all in all, for the the season finale, I think we just kind of have to get to the end of the war, and that'll be enough. You know, I don't I don't know if we will fully get all the answers that that we want, but we'll get the answers that we need. Uh, you know, and and ironically. Not ironically, but still, up until this point, we're still getting more and more questions posed. So, you know, Peru in particular, right? That's brought up with um, the Dornia. The, you know, Matt is sort of the conduit. And I was really worried about Matt for a variety of reasons because, you know, he's the vision that gets gets Tom to go to the to the beach to get the the weapon that he needs. Um, but typically, whenever we see, we've seen that in the past, it, it symbolizes something bad for that part, particular individual. And so I was very nervous and scared for Matt. It hasn't worked out that way, so I'm glad. You know, instead, what ends up happening is obviously Tom goes to the beach, um, and the, and the ship comes. Many of his, you know, he more information is revealed to him, and he gets the he gets the weapon that he needs to take to Washington, D.C. Um, and, you know, that's where a lot of doubt comes with Lexi of, you know, for Tom, because Dornia say, hey, uh, the the weapons that, you know, they, they're always very calculated about how they use things. And so perhaps Lexi was sent back, um, you know, as, as Rebecca says to Tom, you know, we saved you. And so she was very direct in saying that, like, that, that, they are the ones responsible for Tom Mason being alive. And you know what? If they're responsible for that, maybe they had Lexi all along. Um, and that's what certainly Tom thinks. Now, before Lexi even enters into any of this, it's Matt and Maggie, uh, M&M, who find Lexi in the woods. And, and, and she's kind of there. Very strange. Maggie certainly, you know, she she wants nothing to do with it right off the bat. Matt, completely different. I think he he's channeling his inner Tom Mason of you know, you know amnesty and that and perhaps it could be because of that speech and you know I'm surprised that Matt perhaps didn't use it more against Maggie of like hey you know what if you were just talking about amnesty maybe there is amnesty here, but obviously bringing Lexi back hugely affected the entire base camp. I mean, so many things are coming together, right? Uh, 
so many little pieces in the episode happen that sometimes, you know, especially for me solo, it's going to be hard to get into every specific, but, um, the, the larger communication, right? We've expanded the network and that's without the volume. And so that's a positive. We're, we're a day away. We're one day away from attacking Washington DC and really turning the tide here. So that's a positive, but as you know, this is more towards the ep- end of the episode. But as as Colonel Weaver says, they're they're attacking the head of the snake, and but the Ishveni want to do the same thing, and so that's where Lexi comes in. She's the she's the plant, much like uh, much like the captain was last episode or the past two episodes certainly. And but it certainly brings a lot of doubt, and it was I like how they played it and with how Anne was very much opposed to not opposed to but just didn't believe in Lexi you know it, it was Tom who had to be the one because you know call it uh the Feni were banking on mother's instinct perhaps whatever the case may be you know obviously Anne has such a history with Lexi and so there's so much sorrow there and the, the the goodbyes that they did share were very painful for Anne, and so I can understand why she would be skeptical to begin with, even if it was Lexi. She doesn't want to introduce that idea, and so there's any doubt, uh, you know, then, then she wouldn't have wanted to introduce it, which, speaking of the larger communications, you know, now every one of these soldiers, and we're only getting... Overall, the the Mason's perspective and a little bit of Colonel Weaver and obviously Maggie and you know, our main characters, but the, the idea of doubt is going to sink in more than ever. And when Tom gives that speech, yes, he's saying it to himself, but he's saying it to the people. But ultimately, I do think he's saying it more for himself. And you know that is the the reaction. You know, when when we kind of open up the episode, I wasn't really grasping at what that doubt could fully mean for not only the second mass but for any individual in this this war but it's going to mean a lot you know and if you're if you're the mason militia you got you have to really take this leap of faith in tom mason right and now here you, you just even the fact alone you have this guy getting on the radio saying he's tom mason what if it wasn't tom mason right there's there's so much doubt that can happen, so many pieces that have to come together for this to work, and luckily they are. But the the things that uh, could unfoil it are certainly great as well, and and you know it's it, decisions have to be ultimately made. And, and I one of the one of the great scenes of tonight's episode was between Hal and Tom, where they're having the talk of like go with your gut, you know that Tom doesn't know how to read people. He thought he knew the good, the bad. And you know what? He still overall did. You know, Anthony had a, a turn, you know, and that's where I think the the thing that, that will go a little bit underrated in tonight's episode is the amnesty speech between Maggie and Matt because, you know, Colonel Weaver provides amnesty. He provides exactly that to to Anthony. And even though he doesn't say it exactly like that, he says, you know, you will get your chance. Uh, you know, you'll be part of the part of the flank when I say you're ready, type of thing. And you know that that doesn't need any translation for Anthony. Anthony 100% understands what that means from Colonel Weaver, and maybe they will have a sentimental moment. 
you know, down the line, perhaps not in the actual show, but as actual human beings or characters rather, then, you know, that that's how they'll do it. But now, for, for now, that was enough. Um, you know, and go with, go with his gut. I don't, I don't know ultimately what was in Tom's gut. Um, but he certainly tested the waters and was questioning everything. Uh, you know, uh, it, sending off the, the, the guards that were there, perhaps not the smartest idea, but he, he needs to get a little bit more personal to really find out. And, uh, you know, Lexi just kept, Kept spilling too much. Kept spilling too much. And the Ashveni, not the Ashveni, the, the weapon against the Ashveni obviously paid off. Uh, a lot of things came together in those moments when when Tom was saved. Um, you know, uh, and a lot, I think, came to Tom of how he really should deal with the Ashveni and the fact that, that nothing should be underestimated and that what they are doing you know, it's it's very much high risk, high reward type situation, and unfortunately, Lexi is that. Uh, but however, you know what what ultimately I think also comes of this is that Lexi was able to communicate back to the Ashveni that this is where Tom Mason is, which is why the end of the episode leaves off the way it does. I think I think is directly because of Lexi. So while Tom is, you know, prodding his son of you know if it wasn't for you, Matt. We wouldn't have gotten this information about, you know, the, the foot of the giant, i.e. the Lincoln Memorial. You know, it's kind of, it, it's kind of 50-50. It's, it's, you got, the, got that information, but at what cost? So we'll, we'll ultimately see. Um, but it was, it was good to see the actress that plays Lexi back. I thought, I thought she played it very well. Um, you know, I, I'm glad kind of Colonel Weaver was able to use the knowledge that he's obviously gained with the captain to, to now kind of, be able to make his own judgments and he sees the pain that is in Anne's eyes and he was able to get to, to her or through to her. Uh, obviously not initially to Tom, but it, but but such as such. So before we get into kind of Pope and everything else, uh, you know, I, I do want to talk about the, the weapon in general. But even before that, I want to let you guys know, you know, our time as Falling Skies is coming to a close but certainly that doesn't mean that uh, our relationship has to end uh yours and mine as 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 a fan i do many shows here at afterbuzz tv as does lauren and in fact uh you know even in general if there's other tv shows that you like we probably cover them uh we we cover a lot of them not necessarily all of them you know we we do get some complaints that we don't cover every single last one of them there's just so much tv out there and there's so much good tv out there that that it does become a little bit tough to cover every single thing but we try we do about 90 to 100 shows every single week so you know that's got to count for something um but definitely check those out uh for tnt their new show coming out tuesday night public morals uh, that'll be a great show i'm in fact doing the after show for that so if you like tnt if you like me uh, we're going to be doing that show, not necessarily on Tuesday. We're going to be doing it Thursday nights at 9 p.m., so two days after it actually airs. That'll give us a little bit of time to digest it. It'll give you guys a little bit of time to digest it, and we can have a, a quality conversation about that. Uh, so that'll be fun. That's something to look forward to. But now's your chance to also leave some great comments, 
uh, you know, on iTunes, on SoundCloud, on YouTube. As I mentioned, you know, now's the time to be predicting stuff. And also, it'll be fun down the line once once this is over to see how new people get introduced to this series when they watch it. Uh, hopefully, they obviously, you know, the goal is they listen to us as they as they watch the series, and it'll be interesting, kind of. You know, perhaps a time capsule later on where we can revisit all our theories and be like, how silly were those theories now knowing what we know? So definitely do that. And uh, one last thing before I get back to the story. Football season is coming up. And so if you like football, you know, I'm sure you're into fantasy football. That that makes the experience even more fun. Uh, you know, we have a great... Uh, we're working in tandem with DraftKings, so if you like fantasy football, I recommend DraftKings to you guys because instead of instead of doing a a season long fantasy league, this is on a day to day you know game game by game type thing. Uh, so it, it makes it that much faster. So that way, you know, if all of a sudden your team goes bad or whatever, you know, you're not stuck with them for the rest of the season. You're like, ah, oh, it's it's not even worth playing. No, this is this is much more quicker, you know, and and therefore. Uh, through DraftKings, you have the ability to win uh, some some good money. And so if you go to DraftKings.com, uh, give them a try and use the promo code BUZZ, B-U-Z-Z. That way they know that you were referred to a, to them by us and you get some uh, you get some bonus points. Uh, we're st- uh, so definitely, definitely check that out if you like uh, fantasy football or just uh, any fantasy type sport. All right, back to the storyline. So... The weapon. It's this. Uh, I call it kind of like a jack in the box. Not quite that. It's uh, it's it's almost one of those. Um, what do you call them? The the um, the pulsers. The, the the stun guns. Almost right. It, it just kind of shoots out. Um, and in this instance, it doesn't stun you. It kills you. And through Anne and and I really like kind of. I I like how they get all of the characters. That even seem kind of fringe at the time, they get those guys involved and kind of give them something to do, give them a storyline. And in this instance, that's Marty, who's apparently a biochemist. You know, he worked in a distillery, and when to, to be a really good brewmaster, you got to know some chemistry. You do, uh, and it, it, it's not just about oh, here's some here's some beer. You there, there's a whole science to it, and the fact that he was able to use that knowledge, which. Uh, you know, I, I've kind of hit this throughout the the, the past episodes, but th- this isn't about just as much as Tom Mason said. You know, we all have to be warriors and forget that we were doctors, lawyers, dentists, this and that. No, I, I think one of the things that's very much saving them and saving their humanity um, to themselves, but also in the war, is the fact that they are they 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 have these qualities from their past lives and they are able to tap into them uh ding is very you know he's great with electronics electricity and you know now Anne's obviously been an amazing doctor slash medic and marty being a biochemist he he's able to really help her out and they come up with a solution you know through the protein and the enzymes and everything else uh you know, the, so far we we haven't seen the rats die. We didn't see an actual test on human beings, but uh, but perhaps you know uh, we, we're we're off in the right direction. I don't think uh, I, I don't think there has to be doubt there in terms of how the weapon's going to be able to be used against the Ishveni and not have to kill 
our own humans, uh, which is great because obviously the Dornia didn't really give a lot to Tom Mason about how to use this weapon, what it does. He's it's it's almost one of those things when when you have kind of the spy spy stories, whether movie or TV show, where like here's your mission, here's your debriefing. You know, you get the minimum amount that you need. This was. I would even say less than the bare minimum. It's just like, here's your weapon. Go attack the queen. Come up with your own strategy. Whatever you got to do, do it. And so that that was quite interesting. And I, I thought it was the way they played it up of, you know, the Dornia are very much trying to avenge their genocide. They're not necessarily in the business of to- helping the humans and Tom Mason. I thought that was a great argument of, of ants to make and certainly Colonel Weaver. So we'll, we'll see how that ultimately plays out because... Why, you know, an enemy of my enemy is my friend, yes, but at the same time, how far are we willing to to really trust the Dornia, and, and how much, uh, obviously, do they not care about us? So, we'll, we'll ultimately see. Now, let's talk about Pope, because Pope is a huge, huge storyline in this, and, you know, we knew that we would get a, a major death in this season, we now, hopefully, it's this is the only one, but, you know, it, it, it's Pope. Now, we, it's kind of strange because we didn't get final confirmation that Pope is actually dead, dead. Um, but certainly the explosion made it look like they're all gone, right? Pope and his entire militia. But it, it's kind of surprising because, I don't know, I, I, I just thought to have a character like Pope die... I felt we would have spent a little bit more time with the idea, um, not necessarily checking, okay, here's his body and stuff like that, but really, okay, the, what did Pope mean? Because it was very symbolic of what Pope and the, the direction that Pope went into and how psychotic he became, and to have him sort of end in that way, while smart of Tom Mason to do it in that way, it was very ruthless. It was very much, here's what needed to be done. I don't think there was any way to for lack of a better term, re-trigger Pope back into a, a sanity. But I still thought, you know, maybe it could have been, it would have been played out like a Western showdown where it was Mason versus Pope and, and the best man would have won. This was very much use the elements that you have at your disposal uh, and don't, don't try to, try, for Mason, it was kill as few of the innocent quote-unquote people as necessary. Now, obviously, uh, Pope would very much disagree with who the innocent people were, as he as he says. Uh, but ultimately, the the Pope army is gone, and so is Pope, and Tom lives. Uh, it, it's just I, I'm still for me trying to process it because it it is such a heavy thing. You know, we, we we've I've grown to love Pope. Honestly, I have, and. You know, I I didn't like Pope in the last episodes because of what he became. But I always felt that there was a redemption to Pope. And and obviously Tom has felt that the redemption was there. And, you know, to know that that isn't the case, it is a very sad feeling. And, you know, one of the things that I I did feel that the calls, the distress calls that we heard early on, I thought was going to be a setup. Now, obviously, the setup works kind of in reverse where... Yeah, Pope and his army come to the gates 
of you know the second Massachusetts. But let let me know what you guys ultimately feel about Pope. If I had one complaint about this episode, it would be that not the fact that Pope is gone, but just how it was handled. And maybe I just needed thirty more seconds. Maybe just like kind of one scene of me. I don't know, but I just needed something uh, for for it to really have the weight. You know, it was it, it almost got me like a big shock. All right, so we're so we're at the last bit. Uh, of at least of what I want to really talk about. Like I said, there's so many details in all of this that, that we can kind of nitpick and, and talk about that I want to do that with you guys, but definitely offline for me. Yeah, I think it's just too, not minor, but, but a lot of stuff kind of going on there to be able to discuss all here. So let's talk about, uh, we're ready. We're ready. It's the morning. They're supposed to be the last to arrive at the meeting point in Washington, D.C. However, uh, we look, we, we assume Colonel Weaver caused the explosion, um, killing the communications thing or whatever, but, but it doesn't seem that way. You know, here we have all of our enemy aliens coming directly for Tom Mason, and I think that's, that's directly related to what the, the events with Lexi. Uh, however, she was able to communicate to the Ashveni that Tom Mason was here. And then that's how it happened. And we'll see kind of ultimately where that ends up. Now, Lauren is the one who typically provides news and gossip. I don't have that for you today. However, there are uh, there are so many articles out that if you really want... I'm about to get into predictions, but... But every article that is out there right now is all about, you know, the penultimate episode and leading into the series finale and what we're going to get. So, you know, if you, if you like those theories, definitely check out. Just type in Falling Skies on Google. Uh, click the News tab and you'll get all of those. So many things will be coming out this week that they're definitely worth checking out. So. And we'll try to bring those into uh, the discussion of next week, right? But if there's one in particular, if there's a particular theory that you read online, let us, you know, and supports your case, let us know. Uh, again, share, share that link. Don't be shy. So with that, let's get into my final predictions for the season finale. And now, you're after Buzz TV predictions. This is the last time. Predictions will be made for Falling Skies. We'll do a fun kind of prediction element for this this season finale to see, you know, we'll kind of predict where the characters will be in a couple of years. We'll do something like that, but obviously we'll never know. But next week, the that's it. There's no more. Uh, it is what it is. And I think we'll spend the first, let's say, maybe 20 minutes um, in in kind of the camp that we're at. And then we'll sort of move on from there. Or it could be very much that Tom... I mean, this this ultimately comes down to Tom, right? And so whether or not the rest of the second Massachusetts are able to get to Washington, D.C., I think as much as it would be nice to have their support um, there for the rest of the, the, the Mason militia, you know, at the very least, I think Tom could definitely sneak off. You have the militia there, and then Tom is is going to be able to do what he needs to do. 
Uh, now, what does he need to do? We know that he comes kind of face-to-face. I think it's going to be a very much um, a lot of action. And then we slow down to kind of these cut scenes of, of Tom Tom communicating. I think we'll definitely get a huge reveal of some sort. I'm going to be interested to see how the Dornia really play into. Um, we kind of... It'll be interesting to see the Queen and what that means. Um, and I, I'm most curious about Peru. What's going to happen in with with Peru? I don't think we're going to cut away and all of a sudden be in Peru. I think that's just going to be more over radio or something like that. Um, you know, but there, there's just a lot there. Um, yeah, and, and we'll see. We'll, we'll see. Uh, you know, the Volm. It'll be interesting to see how Kochi's and his actions really come into play next next episode. I, I do think it, as much as Kochi's kind of splintered off from the Volm, I think the Volm will do certain things to help out the humans to take out the Ashveni. Uh, you know, th- this is the final stand, so we'll we'll ultimately see. I mean, there's th- there's just so much to look forward to, and we have uh, we have about six days to get there. So, thank you guys for joining me. Thank you guys for listening to me rant. Uh, I do appreciate it. I know you guys tune in every single week to hear my rants. Well, not necessarily rants, but but obviously discussion. Uh, it's it's always better for me when we have Lauren Lagrasso. But hey, nonetheless, it's been fun for me to, to talk about this episode, to share it with you guys, and ultimately to share the experience of what Falling Skies is. So, in the meantime... You know, as I mentioned multiple times, let me and Lauren know your fan theories. Let let all the other fans of Falling Skies know your fan theories. There's the the discussion is going to be so massive. Um, but thank you guys for joining us. We'll be back next Sunday to discuss the season five, not only finale but the series finale in general. Thank you guys. See you guys then. From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 